Hey, welcome to The Porch. We're out here every Monday with new episodes, so you can follow, subscribe, or whatever it is you have to do to get a notification so you can join us every week out here. Thanks for stopping by, and I hope you enjoy. What's up, dude? Not shit, bro. How was the movie? How was the movie? What movie did you go see? I saw Malignant. Have you seen commercials for that or anything? Maligma? Maligma? Maligma nuts, dude. My D's. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I have no idea what that movie. I haven't seen anything. I haven't seen anything so it's by James Wan, who did like Insidious and The Conjuring and stuff. Oh. And I expected it to be along the lines of those movies. You know, those are really good movies. Spooky, scary. Yeah, and I mean, it was it wasn't terrible. Like. The idea behind it was really cool. Um, just some of the dialogue was super cheesy, and there's parts of the movie that kind of dragged on for no reason, really. Um, but I I literally laughed like multiple times, like laughed I'm out assuming, loud. <laughs> I'm, I'm assuming it's not a comedy, so it is. It is not. And the, they sprinkle in a few things, like, for, like, comedic relief or whatever, and they're so fucking cheesy and corny. It's So, overall, yeah. you would give it a... what? Six and a half. Six and a half, that's generous. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I feel like well, I mean, like, there's a couple passing. twists. It's a passing grade. Yeah, it's a... D plus or Actually, D or whatever. No, it's not a passing grade. I don't. Th- I don't know. It depends what you're. Anyways. <laughs> Anyways. Yeah. So I mean, like some of the twists were cool in it. Like I said, the premise of it, like the idea behind it's cool. There's just a lot of like plot holes and goofy dialogue. Some of the acting is it, isn't the best. Is it like based on anything, or is it just like? An original. No, it's that's one thing that is cool about it. It is just like an original, like you just thought it up idea. Yeah, I mean, kind of. I I don't want to like give away anything, yeah, but yeah, I have. Yeah, don't spoil anything. I have heard like a, a a story. Like I remember reading about it or hearing about it on a video or something of a story that like isn't it, it it's kind of connected um but it's not like it was based off of that story that i had heard or anything right yeah i mean i feel like you can make that argument with almost i mean it's it's like the parallel thinking mindset right it's like you know people just have same idea like you know what i mean it's just happens yeah. even if it is like a real event or whatever like uh, it's just humans are humans and you're eventually going to run into a situation where things are, are similar, whether they're meant to be or not. Right. Unless you're Amy Schumer, and then you just steal everything from everyone. <laughs> that's a different story for a different day. Uh, Carlos I could, bark, I could bark it. Oh, yeah, I forgot about him. He was bad about it. I just don't. I mean, yeah, I don't want to bark up that tree. I, I'll get on my <laughs> soapbox about it and go on for hours, but yeah. About how she's not funny at all? 
She's not, dude. She's not. Amy Schumer <laughs> is not funny. Like I, I have been preaching that for uh, multiple years now. I think since like I was a sophomore in high school, bro, or not high school, <laughs> sophomore in college, I've been barking up that tree. Like she's just not funny. And then mm-hmm. on top of that, the whole thing came out where she was like accused of stealing multiple jokes, and like there was evidence of it. And she just tried to like, no, I, I didn't steal anything. I promise. Like I never, never heard those people's stand ups. We just had similar ideas, and it's like. Then riddle me this: Why are the only jokes that people like consider funny by you, the ones that were stolen by other? Like, there's no yeah. way. It's a consistent <laughs> thing that like your quote best jokes are like these other comedians also their best. Jo- like I don't know. It's just and it's it's not even just like the premise is similar. It's like the delivery, the setup, every step to it is the exact same thing. You know what I mean? Yeah, but but I don't know, and I don't know. I I think my biggest, I don't know. She's there's a lot of stuff to Amy Schumer that I'm just not a fan of. But <laughs> girls, girls are funny, Cameron. Get over it. Girls are funny. Girls are very <laughs> funny. But Amy Schumer is not one of them. <laughs> like Liza Schelzinger, I think that's how you say her last name. I always struggle with it. She's hysterical. I love her. She, I think she has. I think it's. She has a movie on Netflix, and it was great. I watched it with Sia the other night. It was fantastic. Yeah, it was, it's great. There are great female comedians. Amy Schumer is not one of them. <laughs> I'll, I'll die on that soapbox. <laughs> but, I mean, speaking of Netflix, you know that, uh, that untold hockey thing I was telling you about, like the untold crime and penalty or whatever? Oh, yeah. I think that's, I think that's the name of it. Dude, it's so good. It's it's insane that that happened and that it didn't get I don't know like you know obviously it does it did get news recognition they showed news snippets in the thing but like it's it's insane dude's like the real life Tony Soprano it's nuts that's awesome I mean it's not he, awesome but <laughs> I, I mean yeah but like I kid you not like almost like they they make multiple references to it in the uh, the documentary but like he owns like a, a garbage company. He has a son named AJ. Like it's, it's almost like they just based Sopranos off of this dude. <laughs> That's hilarious. Yeah, he he bought a hockey team for his son because his son played like his son. the The whole setup is really weird, but his son watched the movie Mighty Ducks as a kid and fell in love with hockey. He wanted to play it, and oh, so they got him. Did. Like, yeah. So they got him into hockey, and then I think it's his senior year of high school, he goes to body check this dude, and I guess just the way he landed or something just ruined his like his, his knee or ankle or something. He just suffered a leg injury and was told that he would never be able to skate again, essentially. And, Lower uh, body injury. He would, yeah, and he was just brokenhearted, upset, and like was talking about how that was like, you know, it's one thing to like chase a dream – and to just not be good enough, you know, like to go pro or whatever, but to like have it stolen from you by an injury, he was just brokenhearted. And his dad was like, well, maybe it's not the end of it yet. And then just buys a freaking franchise in like the UHL, which is like one league below the NHL. It's like it's the minor league right below the NHL. And uh, yeah, yeah, buys a team and it's just like, here you go, bud. You're 17 years old. Run the whole thing. 
And it's like, I mean, there's obviously a lot more to it with like him illegally pay, paying players under the table. And it's like, it's, it's wild. I, 10 out of 10 would recommend watching it. It's a nice little, nice little thing. It's, it's insane. Just uh, My dad never bought me any cool shit like that. <laughs> yeah, my dad never bought me a hockey <laughs> franchise. What the hell? What the hell? What the hell, Johnny? I know you're listening to this. Why didn't I get a <laughs> hockey team? <laughs> yeah, Johnny. Uh, <laughs> now, where's mine and Macaulay's <laughs> hockey team? Come on. What the hell? Uh, I, was, I was abused. Didn't even have a hockey team. <laughs> 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 I think that enough to count for abuse, yeah. right? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> they were called the Trashers too. That was that was the team he gave. Like he bought no his team, way. and they called them the Trashers. Yeah, that's amazing. It was. <laughs> it's so. Fun. I don't know. It is a roller coaster love... ride of a documentary. Call them the Dumps. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Big steaming dumps, <laughs> but no, it's it's really good. Between that, I, what else have I been watching on Netflix? I watched that. Um, we started watching. I think it's called Masterminds. Uh, we were watching that when we eat dinner. It's about like in the seventies, the uh, the FBI agents that started like interviewing serial killers to understand why they do what they do to try to like get a grasp on how to hunt a serial killer essentially like how to how to track down somebody is and, it mind uh, hunters that's what it is mind hunters yeah masterminds mind hunters it's almost the exact same thing you can see how i got them mixed up easily mega mind i mean <laughs> that one in there too. <laughs> hey why does will ferrell doesn't get enough credit for the movie mega mind i've never seen that movie actually that's the movie where he's he he plays the villain with the big blue head, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's fant. It's a. I mean, it's it's what you'd expect. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's funny, but yes, Mine Hunters. That's what we've been watching, and uh, it's been It's I don't know. It's nuts. I think the yeah. weirdest thing that like the weirdest thing that, like tripped me up in the first couple episodes. They obviously haven't like. I mean, I don't know how accurate it is because it's supposed to be based off the true stuff or whatever, but, you know, mm-hmm. just because it's based off it doesn't mean it's perfectly correct. Right. But um, they, like, haven't figured out the term serial killer yet, so they keep calling them, like, all these other things, and it's just, like, throwing my head for a loop because it's like, <laughs> just call them a serial killer. Like, that's what they are, but uh, it's like you haven't come up with that term yet. Yeah. Like, the we, we finished, I think it's episode three or four last night, and they were like, well, what if we classified them as, like, organized killer and unorganized killer? And it's like, they're not cleaning a fucking room. Like, they're killing people. <laughs> like, yeah, I don't, I don't know. You don't you call them organized and unorganized. Right. <laughs> but, yeah, I don't know. I've been, I've been enjoying it. I, I think she's been enjoying it as well. But Yeah, I've seen parts of it here and there just because uh, Olivia watched it. Um, mm. I didn't actually like sit down and watch it from like start to finish or anything though, but it always seemed really interesting. Yeah, it's definitely it's it's a it's a it's one you got to focus on. Like it's it's not a show that you can just kind of like throw on and not pay attention to. You really have to. 
right focus on, on what's going on which is what we've kind of been looking for we've been watching these not so serious shows that you can kind of just put on in the background and play on our phones but it's nice to have a yeah. show that we actually sit down and focus on yeah i've been watching i well I, i'm re-watching uh the wire um wire the wire yeah so i the first time i watched it i only made it to like season four there's only five seasons, but I made it like to the first couple episodes of season four, and for whatever reason, I just like stopped watching it. I don't know why. Um, but it's it's an awesome show if you've never seen it. Like the writing in it and the acting is just so good. Um, I don't think I, I don't think I have seen it. It's super good. It's about there's not really a main character like. The main character is like the city of Baltimore. Like, that's a it. Just kind of shows, <laughs> yeah. Well, it shows like every aspect of Baltimore. Like, like each season is kind of dedicated to like a certain like aspect of Baltimore. Like, like the first season is mainly about like, um, like the drug trade and you know people selling drugs and like how. Um, detectives and stuff try to catch these people that are selling drugs and how the drug dealers, you know, are structured and how they, you know, are sophisticated about it. But, um, you know, it, it's called The Wire because they get like a wiretap up on them and are able to kind of track them through that. Yeah, that's gonna be my um, next question. Why it was called the wire? So. <laughs> yeah, uh, season two is all about like the docks, um, like the importing and exporting, and how that's like super crooked and, um, you know, it's about the detectives trying to figure that out, and then uh, season three kind of goes back to more of the drugs. Um, season four is kind of like the school system and how like the school system is super messed up and pretty much fails kids and, um, kind of shows, you know, how kids navigate that and how, you know, kind of like how kids grow up in this shitty, you know, city of Baltimore and without, without parents that give them hockey teams. Exactly. None of them have a hockey team. At least I haven't got just, to that episode yet. But <laughs> it's just bullshit. Yeah. Why nobody watches AOL Blast. <laughs> Unprofessional bullshit. God. But also within that is sprinkled in like politics and how, um, like the the mayor, um, and how like senators and. You know, everybody's kind of crooked and, like, they do stuff just to make themselves, you know, so they can get a promotion and how they lie about numbers and shit and, like, how they screw each other to make each other look bad. And um, and then there's, like, a journalism aspect of it as well. And it's, it's so well done. Like, you just have to watch it. But um, I'll add a, my, add my a list of 9,000 things. Yeah, but my favorite character on there, his name is Omar, 
he uh, is this guy who grew up on the streets of Baltimore. So, you know, pretty rough, as you can imagine. And he robs drug dealers. Like, that's his character. Like, that's what he does, is he robs drug dealers. And he's so badass. And, like, whenever he's, like, whenever people see him coming, you know, it's so funny because there's, like, these little kids who, like, work for these drug dealers and stuff. Um, as like runners and stuff, and they'll see him coming, and they just, they just start running. They're like, "Oh shit! Oh my coming, y'all! Oh my god!" <laughs> it's so damn funny, but it's it's awesome. And the guy that plays him actually just passed away a couple days ago. Aww. Yeah, I was pretty upset about it. I I literally was watching The Wire when my buddy texted me and was like, "Omar died," and I was like, "What?" What are you talking about? Who's Omar? Yeah, well, I knew exactly who he was talking about. Uh, Is Michael K. Williams? He, uh, like, I was legitimately watching him on my TV, and I got that message, and I was like, "Are you shitting me right now?" That's a bummer. Yeah, I remember. Yeah, say I remember seeing that on Twitter and everything. Mm Mm-hmm. He's so good in it, dude. Like I said, he's my favorite character. Well, I'll have to, like I said, I'll have to add it to my list of a million things to watch. I have so many. That's right. <laughs> I, it, I don't know. I mean, I'm sure other people are the same. I'm sure you're the same as well. Like, I just, I like, I see all this stuff on Netflix, Hulu, or like all these streaming services because, I mean, I have, like, I don't know. There's just so many services out there. And, of course, I feel the need to have all of them. Of course. Yeah. But like, yeah, I'll look through them and I'm like, man, that looks interesting. That looks interesting. I'll add that to the list or to the queue or <laughs> whatever it's called on whatever service. And the I'm queue. like, I finally get I finally get the free time to sit down and watch it. And I'm like, man, which one do I want to watch? And I'm like, I don't know. I can't decide. Let's just watch The Office or something. Yeah, <laughs> like, I, I was going to say, then you watch <laughs> The Office. <laughs> yeah, I watch something that I've watched like a million times. and They just pile up. Yeah. It's just, it drives me insane. Yeah, I'm the same way. I I think, because I was real big on The Sopranos, as you know. Yeah, I still, and, I think I'm still on season one with that. Like, I just. Yeah. I it, Dude, it's just, it's a commitment, though, you know what I mean? Like. Yeah. It's so hard to just commit to a TV show like that, because, like you yeah. said, you know, it's something you've got to pay attention to, and, like, if you miss something, you're. You're lost. Well, you know what I mean. And and not only that, I think the big difference is you know, like I look back to college when I was binge watching all these shows, and as much as my parents will love to hear this because they spent a lot of money on my college education, it's a lot easier <laughs> for me to like put off doing schoolwork by binge watching a show that right. <laughs> other cl- other classmates and friends are watching that I know I'm going to talk to them about, as opposed mm-hmm. to like okay, I work eight. I mean, eight to four thirty or whatever. I come home. I have to feed my dog, and it's like I don't know. I by the time she gets home and we have dinner and stuff, realistically, to do my own thing, I have like an hour, hour and a half, and I usually just choose to play like a video game or something like that. And right. then she and I watch our Netflix show together, and then it's like, well, I don't really have time to watch my own show unless I stay up later than I should, or 
I don't know. I sometimes when I'm walking him, I'll like watch something on Netflix, but that's usually like a 30 minute walk. So I don't have time to watch like an hour long episode of something. And I don't want to break off in the middle of an episode, but right. You know, just first world problems over here. Really? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> In the Tipton household, complaining about not having time to watch a fucking Netflix show. Man, I don't my have so time to catch up on my shows. My life, my life's so hard. I don't have time to watch two Netflix shows in one day. I can only watch the one with my wife. Oh, disgusting. Oh, wow. <laughs> I've never felt so privileged in my life other than rambling about that. Good God. That was That's awful. Hilarious. Ugh. Speaking of a wife, though, somebody has some big news to tell the world. Who? You, you, Macaulay, you, I mean, she's not your wife yet, but you guys are, you started, you're engaged. I, th- I thought I'd get oh, a yeah. to tell. Yeah. Yeah. I asked my lovely girlfriend to become my fiance. And she said. No, no, I'm kidding. She, I swear on my life, she like started crying or whatever. Hopefully, I Hopefully, enjoy. happily. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and she heard the first thing she said was, Are you serious? <laughs> you should have just stood up and been like, No, I'm fucking with you. Pranked. <laughs> Prank. You just got pranked so hard. Got your ass. <laughs> Got you. The camera's everywhere. You can't even. You can't even see him. You look so dumb right now, crying because of me. You, you imbecile. <laughs> but yeah, that was a pretty big step in becoming an adult. I feel like so. Yeah. Yeah. It's a. It's definitely a, a big step, I, I think. I mean, I wasn't there. It'd been cool if I was there. I should have. You should have invited me. But like, we can talk about that later. I guess. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, yeah. I mean, I hope it was. As somebody who didn't actually do the whole big proposal thing, mm-hmm. uh, I can't. I can't imagine like the nerves and like the thought that had to go into it. Yeah, I mean, I thought about it for. I thought about it for a long time. But, yeah. you know, we're both just so busy, like, like with me coaching and working, and she owns and runs her own business, and especially with all the COVID stuff, like, it's just obviously made things nuts. Yeah. Well, and it's, um, it's I mean, it's also not one of those things, as ironic as this is going to sound, because this is kind of what I did, it's not one of those things that, like, I don't know. I mean, it's a big moment, you know, and you don't yeah. want to just like do it nonchalantly, right? To to be fair, I did make up for the nonchalant one, and okay, I hold on. I know this is about you, but I, I feel like I got to clear my own record here. Um, oh no, let's my talk wife all and... about your proposal and stuff. Baby. No, uh, hold on. <laughs> my, I just got to clear the record here. My wife and I just mutually kind of agreed on it one night. Like she brought it up about wanting to marry me. And I was like, yeah, I want to marry you too. And then we just kind of agreed to it. And then later down the line, I did like a more real 
official proposal, but I wasn't nervous because we had already agreed to it. So that's, I wanted to clear that record first. So that's she proposed to you, really? Pretty much, yeah. She put the ring on me, and I, <laughs> I said, yeah, baby. <laughs> yeah, baby. <laughs> Think anybody else is going to want to date this? Absolutely not. I got incredibly lucky for you to date me. I'm locking this down as quick as possible. Fucking amen, brother. <laughs> yeah, you you gambled it. You stayed in the dating terms for multiple years. You you were taking a risk, brother. Yeah, I'm joking, of course. You're a lovely. Cat. I just I just wanted to wanted it to be the right time. You know what I mean? Absolutely. But, well, the right time, and yeah, you want it to be a a special good memory. And like yeah. you said, I feel like with the whole COVID thing, it kind of makes it a little more difficult. Yeah, screwed a lot of things up. But this is what it is. I'm, I, yeah, I'm happy that you were able to do it, and I'm happy that she said yes. I mean, shoot, that would have been a real bummer if she said no. <laughs> yeah, I. Well, the weird thing is, like, I was nervous on the way. But, like, literally when we got there and I got out of the car, like, I just, all my nerves were just gone. Just autopilot almost? Just Basically, yeah. Like, it just, like it just happened. You know what I mean? Like, it was yeah, so yeah, weird. No, no I, know ex- I know exactly what you mean. Did you, I mean, not to pry too much, but, again, you didn't invite me, so I have to, like, <laughs> kind of build the image in my head. Did you do it, like, at a restaurant? Where did you, you propose that? I did it at her salon. Oh, it's an interesting place yeah. to do it at, but I feel like a good place to do it at because now she'll always have a good memory when she goes into work. Exactly, and like that's that's I had, why you did it. I had the girl that works for. Her, I had her decorate it and stuff. Oh, and then sorry. you decorating would have been a bad idea. Yes, no, I, there's no way in hell I was gonna <laughs> try, even try to do that. Uh, and uh, we were supposed to be heading up to Indianapolis, and I had um, the girl that works for it decorated for me. I had her like call her and text her and be like, "Hey, can you stop by the salon and grab my stuff for me? I really need it for tomorrow, and I can't right now." Blah blah blah. And so she was like, kind of irritated about it. She was like, "I gotta go to the salon and get this." We're supposed to be going to Indy, blah, blah, blah. And then, like, so the whole time, I'm just like, Ugh. Maybe you shouldn't have pissed her off before. Yeah. <laughs> and then she opens the door to the salon, and it's all decorated and stuff. And she... What the hell did she do to the place? <laughs> yeah. Well, what's so funny is we went to the front door. And she went to unlock it, and it was already unlocked. And she was like, she left the freaking door unlocked. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. And I was like, oh, well, I don't know. Just go in, you know. (laughs) I tried not to make it super obvious or awkward. (laughs) Well, we should definitely probably go inside, then. (laughs) Yeah. And then we walked in, she saw it, and I proposed. So that's awesome. Well, that sounds yeah. lovely. That's, that's a much better setup than what I thought you were going to say of like 
you had her decorate the salon, and then you told Liv, like, hey, will you give me a haircut? <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, no, that sounds, that sounds lovely. And I, like I said, yeah. I, I think it's a unique idea to do it at her, her business. Yeah. Yeah, I thought it was a pretty good idea. I, I got that from, uh, like, buddy I coach with, actually. We were just kind of talking one day, and, um, he was like, why don't you do it at her salon? And I was like, that's an amazing idea, actually, because, yeah. I mean, you know, because he's like, listen, you know, from now until the end of time, people are going to be like, oh, you know, how do you propose? Or, you know, how do you do it? And he's like, she'll be doing somebody's hair, and they'll be like, oh, how do you do it? And she just has to say, he did it right there. <laughs> right, yeah, well, no, right I mean, over there. <laughs> well, that's that's the thing I was gonna say too. Like you know, in the world, I'm uh, not the world of, but just like that's one of those things where everybody wants theirs to be unique and special. You know what I mean? And I mean to be fair, they always are unique and special for everyone. But there's always the cliche of like, oh, I proposed her on the beach, or like you know, yeah, I took her to our first date, and like I don't know. I feel like that is genuinely yeah. unique, a unique thing of like. That's her business that, you know, I think, was, I think that was a really good idea. Yeah, absolutely. And I remember, like, two years ago, probably, um, she was like, when you proposed to me, because obviously she knew I was going to propose to her because, That's a good know, sign. Like, my dumbass is going to do any better. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, she was like, when you propose to me, don't do it in Florida. Don't do it at Christmas. Don't do it on Valentine's Day. And like gave me a bunch of like places. <laughs> you're like, not damn, you're really narrowing this one down for me. I, all right. <laughs> Hold on, let me write <laughs> this down. <laughs> <laughs> kind of running out of options. Damn, okay. Yeah. Don't do it on a full moon. Don't do it on a Sunday. <laughs> well, it worked out perfectly because um I had proposed the day after our like anniversary or whatever. So that's what I, yeah. For for one day was, yeah. For one, that makes it, you know, special because it's like, Oh, you know, right, right after our anniversary. And for two makes it a hell of a lot easier for me to remember. So (laughs) darn tootin' brother. I mean, this is going to sound really, really silly, but uh, when, so, as you know, I mean, I think, I'm assuming, you know, uh, Cy and I, we just got married at, like, the court, we just did, like, a courthouse thing and then did, like, a bigger ceremony later. Yeah. Um, But when we did, like, the courthouse thing, she was, we were, like, trying to find a day that would work best for the two of us, and she was like, well, we've got these two options. It can be March 16th or, like, March 20th or something. And in the back of my head, I was like, you tell me we can get married on 316? I'll never forget that. That's going to be the easiest thing to remember ever. That's the day we're doing it. So I picked the day purely, I mean, if we're being honest, I could I could take the religious route and be like, John 316? Absolutely oh, not. No. It's because of Stone Cold Steve Austin. <laughs> Definitely, yeah. Did you yep, play the breaking glass and <laughs> smash some beers together right afterwards? Not when she was near me, no. <laughs> but that song was definitely played that day. 
<laughs> That's awesome. But no, yeah, she, yeah. The moment, the moment I heard March sixteenth, leave her mouth. I was like, "Yep, that's the one." Three sixteen. <laughs> not even going to question it. You don't even have to say any other day. That's awesome. But yeah, it's uh, it's an easy, uh, It's I don't know. It, remembering it is important, and obviously, like, obviously, if it was a different day, I would be able to remember it. But having those little tricks to help you remember is always very nice. Yeah, I mean it's it's like a tool, you know. It's like yeah. I could I could do this, but it'd be a lot easier if I had this tool that would help me. <laughs> exactly. I mean, you're talking to a master craftsman over here, so I absolutely <laughs> get where you're coming from. You do me crafting. Uh, craft, fucking craft mac and cheese. That's about the only craft in my life. <laughs> I've maybe used a hammer once in my life. <laughs> That's not true. Maybe twice. Maybe twice. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just, I'm not a handyman, dude. I've never been. Yeah. Know, I've never been about that life. Like, it's, it's cool. And the people that can do it, I admire you. Like, it's, it's awesome to see people build stuff. I'm just mm-hmm. not one of those people. It's never been my, yeah. never been my thing. I'm like, I mean, that being said, I can, obviously, if I bought something, like, if I bought a shelf and had to put it together, I can do it. I'm not incompetent. It's right. Just, it's not my thing. I'm not, not a big fan. Yeah. I'd say I'm semi-handy. Like, I can work on semis. <laughs> <laughs> no, like I, like, I can do some stuff, like... I don't know, like I fixed our uh, dryer. Um, that was mainly because I just went on fucking YouTube and was like, hey, how do I fix this shit? Yeah. <laughs> just followed that. But like, I mean, you know, I've, I've built stuff before. Um, I built that, you know, that floating bar or whatever. I've built shelves and stuff. But like, I don't know. It's not, I can't do a lot. I'm I'm very limited in my... Right, handyman. Uh, I think, I think the built. last thing I built was those CO two cars in eighth grade. That was about the last thing. <laughs> I, I forgot about. I'll have you know. I'll have you know. Mine won the race for my class. So, not meaning to brag or anything, but I I built a damn good CO two car. Mine sucked, dude. It like flipped sideways, <laughs> like halfway down the thing. I I just remember, I remember thinking I was so innovative because like when we got to paint them, um, I, I was like, oh, I'm going to do like a candy cane, like I'm going to wrap tape around it and do like, you know, red and then a white Mm -hmm. It's going to just look like a candy cane. And I remember thinking I was so awesome for pulling that off. And then everybody was just like, yeah, that's the easiest thing to do. Like, you literally just taped it once and <laughs> sprayed two colors on it. Like, it's not that cool, Cameron. And I was like, all right, well, to each their own. I thought it was pretty damn cool. <laughs> I did, like, a single racing stripe down the middle of mine. It was red. And then, the like, the stripe was red and the, the body of it was black. And it shop. fucking sucked. <laughs> <laughs> Eighth grade, eighth grade's an interesting time in life. Like, 
I don't know why it's popping in my well because we're talking about eighth grade shop class, but like eighth <laughs> grade is just an interesting time in life. I feel like. Yeah, because it's like you're hitting your at least for boys. I mean, girls too, probably. I I don't really, I wasn't a preteen <laughs> girl, but um, yeah, boys like you know you're starting that testosterone starting to pump a little bit and. You're kind of figuring out, you know, where you are, like, in the world and, like, who you, like, find an identity, you know what I mean? Yeah. And it's yeah. a very confusing time, I feel like. Yeah, it it is. And it's just, like, it's, I think the weirdest thing for me, looking back at it now, it's, like, it's a weird, confusing time that everyone goes through. You know what I mean? Like, there's no one who didn't yeah. go through it. Yeah. And then at the, at the same Everybody. time, like, we all... We all went through it, but then we never talk about it. Just like, yep, that happened. Yeah, just like an unspoken <laughs> yeah, thing. Like, yeah, that was weird. That was weird. But <laughs> look at it, look at us now. So, I don't know. I, I think the other thing that's just like, <laughs> I think that's kind of weird is just like, it. it is part of like shaping who you turn out to be. But at the same time, I don't think there is like a single... I mean, obviously, I guess because times change, but like, I don't think there's a single thing that I was interested in in eighth grade that I'm still currently interested in. Does that Music. make sense? I mean, yeah, I, but I would say the only like artist, well, I guess Blink-182 and System of a Down are about the only two artists from that time that I still listen to. Really? That I can, I mean, like, yeah, in terms of I can think of. Maybe a couple... I mean, like, seriously listen to. I might listen yeah. to, like, one song, like an eighth grade throwback. I might, like, throw on a playlist and jam to those songs or something. But, like, I don't go out of my way, really, to listen to them. I got you. I don't know. I don't know. Eighth grade is just, just a wild, wacky time. Here, Here's how... <laughs> I'll wrap it up with this because this will explain how perfectly weird eighth grade is. I wore khaki shorts and tube socks, like knee high socks, every every day in eighth grade, and nobody batted a fucking eye about it. Everyone was yes, just like, he did. I "Yeah, he's." That. Everyone's like, "Yeah, he's the kid that does that." I had that. I would wear <laughs> suspenders with like buttons on them. I forgot about that, that, yeah. That that was what I did in eighth grade. And no one no one batted in I'm sure my mom was like, the hell's wrong with you? But <laughs> in boy, terms right. of my my peers, no one said shit. People thought I was stylish. That's how bad it was. Yeah. I uh, I mean I I wore like band shirts every day. Yeah. It's a whew. I did that throughout most of high school as well, actually. You still do that. Yeah, I do still do that. Just hardly any of them fucking fit me anymore, so. Well, I mean, that's part of being <laughs> an adult as opposed to an eighth grader, so. Yeah. <laughs> I remember, though, like, I would wear, like, a band shirt and then some, like, basketball shorts. And it's like. Fashion. That's kind of goofy. fashion didn't make sense. <laughs> yeah. Didn't make sense, and then now you have like eighth graders getting famous on TikTok. Yeah, world ain't right. 
I like dancing and shit. It's like, what the hell? Or like lip singing songs. And it's like, why is what? You're not even doing anything. You're just moving your mouth. That takes talent, dude. No, it doesn't. <laughs> Them kids ain't right. I'll tell you what. Uh, I don't mean to go on another King of the Hill tangent, but that is what I've been watching a lot. So mm-hmm. I have to talk about it. And uh, we are... Where was it? Oh, now I'm going to forget it. Oh, no. My brain. Um, oh, it was when... It's, it's like season three, and uh, Hank is trying to get Lady Bird pregnant. Even though she's like 13 years old. Can we just acknowledge that that's an awesome name for a dog? Ladybird? Ladybird. (laughs) That's so (laughs) funny to me. Well, yes, it is very funny. First of all, with that episode, the thing that cracks me up is that like (laughs) he asks his uh, boss to to use one of his um, bloodhounds. And, like, when he's having them come over, they're, like, <laughs> Hank's in, like, a tux. And they're, like, oh, trying yeah. to get Lady Bird <laughs> cleaned up. And she has, like, a bow on her head. And he's, like, Lady Bird, you look beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> it's so dumb. But the, the thing I wanted to talk about that made me laugh that episode, probably the hardest, is uh, Bill. There's a moment where, like, Bill is just, like, drinking by himself. He's like, Bobby, come stand next to me. I don't like to drink alone. <laughs> like, <laughs> Bobby, Bobby's looking for Lady Bird, and he has, like, these, uh, like, biscuits that are supposed to help her get pregnant or whatever. And he gets Oh, Bill yeah, Bill, he eats them. Bill, yeah. <laughs> Bill just starts eating them. And, like, Bill sets it up to where it's, like, Bobby thinks that he's adopted. And he's like, am I adopted? And he's like... Bobby, I'll tell you if you go give me some more of these cookies. <laughs> Bobby's like, but they're in a store 20 minutes away, and they're, like, so expensive or whatever. And uh, Bobby ends up going to get them, and then yeah. he gives them to him. And Bill, and he's like, well, am I am I adopted? And he's, he just looks at him and goes, nope. And if you give, nope. me, <laughs> give me, he goes, if you give me a glass of milk, I'll tell you your middle name. And Bobby just runs <laughs> off. Uh that's a good show. That show is so dumb and so funny. But that was all I wanted to talk about. I don't want to go yeah. another deep dive. I, I could talk about that show all we I we could do a whole episode on that show, honestly. Oh, easily. And we probably will in the future. <laughs> Speaking of old band shirts and music that I used to listen to, I still listen to it, but like when I was in like middle school and high school too, really, like I was like, if you don't listen to like hard rock or heavy metal, then you're dumb. You know what I mean? Like I had no yes. like. I think you said that to me verbatim in eighth grade. <laughs> <laughs> like, like not not like directly to me, but you were talking about other people. And I think verbatim, you're like, if people don't listen to, like, hard rock, then they're dumb. Yep. (laughs) Like, I don't know. I was very set in my ways musically, at least, which, I mean, now I listen to freaking everything. But, um, 
I, I was always big in the, you know, hard rock and heavy metal. And for some reason, because shit just like pops into my head for no reason, I was laying in bed the other night. And you remember the game Brutal Legend? Yeah, the game that Jack Black made? Yes. That yeah, that game you know. just just fucking weasels its way into my head. And I was like, that's a sick game. I need to see if I can find that. <laughs> like, I want to play it that. Is. that. That game is so good. I actually, when Jack Black like first made his YouTube channel, he um he played he played it and like he just talked about the memories that kind of came over him or whatever. But like watching him play it, I was like, that game still looks like a lot of fun. Like, yeah, I can still see myself playing that game. Yeah, I from what I remember, it was sick. Which I mean, you know, a lot of times we were like just super nostalgic about stuff and then we go back and we play a game or like watch a show or something that we used to think yeah. was really good and then it's like oh that's kind of sucks you know <laughs> but like yeah it doesn't kind of stand the test of time i i genuinely think that that would be fun to play again because it was like four kids but it was like a little adult Relax. themed as well yes yeah well and i think it's also just because it's one of those games that like i don't know it's just super original. The story's super original. Like, I don't know. It just. I I think it'd be. I think it'd still hold up. I think it'd be a good game. Yeah. It's only available Speaking for like the PS3. Because uh, I looked, yeah, I was gonna try to just like download it on my PS4, but it wasn't available. Um. But there's a. I well, John has mine right now, but. Jeez, John. Um, there's a, a place uh, in Richmond, actually, that sells. Um, and they actually opened up a shop here in town as well. But uh, I think I saw that. A, isn't, it, it. isn't it a dude that we went to school with? Yeah. Jacob or something? Is that his name? Yeah. Retro Jake. Shout yeah. out. Yeah. I, I yeah. thought that was a really cool thing. Yeah, it's super cool. Um, and what's hilarious is... I hadn't seen him or talked to him since probably the eighth grade. And I look completely different than I did back then. And yes. I walked into the store and he recognized me right away. I was like, that, honestly, that's really cool. Yeah. For what I remember from him, that doesn't surprise. He see, like, even yeah. back then, he just always seemed like that kind of person where like, he'll meet you once and he'll know you forever. Yeah. He seems like, I mean, I really liked him, and I yeah, I he was didn't cool. Hang out with him or stuff a lot, but I was I was when I saw, I forget if somebody shared it on Facebook or if it just got popped up to me just like because his page was suggested because I like video games or whatever. But mm. I remember seeing about it, and I was like, you know what? That's that's really cool that one you already have a successful shop, but two that you're like coming back to you know the local community and and trying to set one yeah. up there. I honestly thought about reaching out to him and seeing if he'd be interested in like me sending like Japanese Pokemon card because I think they also do like trading cards and stuff. Yeah, he does. I I thought because I have a bunch of just extras from my yeah. collection that are like duplicates of cards I already have that I just yeah, kind of need should. to get rid of anyways. Thought about seeing if he'd be interested in that. Yeah, you should. They got hell of stuff in there too. 
Like I, I, be, I believe it. They've done videos and whatnot talking about, um, like showing their inventory and stuff for the new shop. And I was like, "Damn, y'all like, y'all like stack stack for this new shop." Yeah, I'm not expecting like, it. Literally any game console you can think of, they have games yeah, for which it. Is, which is insane. Yeah. Like for a, I mean, maybe like a, I don't know. I don't know business at all, but like to to find a local shop that that has that many consoles, like consoles aren't cheap, especially old consoles. Yeah, for sure. Con- that are in good condition. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I was I was very surprised to see that he had what he had. And a lot of his stuff is super reasonable too. Like, I got Mario Kart for the Wii there. Which, mm-hmm. if you go on Amazon, it's like ninety fucking dollars. Yeah, but I got it from him for like thirty. Hell yeah, dude! Good for him. This is like an yeah. unofficial sponsored slot. Yeah, obviously, obviously he didn't sponsor us in any way, but like we're, we're gonna have to contact him. him. <laughs> yeah, Ask him for some money for sure. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, I'm very. Very happy to hear about that. Yeah. Yeah, dude, retro... I mean, not just retro games, but, like, old games. We've talked about it before with, like, NCAA 14. The fact that that game gets purchased for how expensive people list it is just silly. It's the greatest football game ever made. Is it, though? Is it, though? I mean, that's what people say, but it's like... I think so. Is it, though? I mean, it is very good. I, I'm not going to sit here and act like I don't enjoy it. I do. But it's like, I don't know. It's I don't think it's worth $100, like more than $100 like it goes for. Oh, well, no. I'm not going to buy it for that. But when I got it, it was like no. 40 bucks or something. Right, right. Well, and that's the thing. I'm sure you can find it. It's, it's just going to be a scavenger hunt. But it's just like, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. People are gonna feel real silly when college football games come back and they're terrible. But if yeah, EA ruins them. I don't know, dude. I've been optimistic with Madden. Like, I don't know. I mean, it's still gonna be Madden, the new one, twenty-two. Yeah. I don't know. I've just some people that I consider respectable on YouTube and stuff talking about franchise and like. Like, yeah, it's still Madden, and the gameplay still has its moments, but, like, the effort, I don't know, the effort's there. Franchise does feel like it has these new things, and it feels nice, so. I I hope so. Yeah. I hope so, too. But at the same time, I'm also, I don't know, there's a lot of cool games coming out on PlayStation, it feels like. Yeah. I'd rather spend, I don't know, I'd rather spend money on like a good story instead of Madden. Yeah, for know. sure. We'll see. Oh, that's like that thing I sent you guys the other day. Uh, PlayStation's coming out with. Yeah. They got uh, the new Spider Man game, which I never played the first one, but everybody loved it. Mm-hmm. Um, Knights of the Old Republic. Dude, I am so is- pumped for that. Which is insane, because if I remember correctly, Knights of the Old Republic was like an Xbox exclusive. And yeah, it was on the first Xbox. Exclusive. Yeah. 
I had it on the first Xbox. How does that work? I don't know. I'm glad it's on PlayStation, so. Yeah, that's um, true. Can't complain about that. They have a Wolverine game, is that right? Yeah, there's a Wolverine game and then the God of War. New God of War. Dude, that looks so good. I can't wait to spend hours and the, hours of my life on that. Did you see the picture they released of Thor in that game, Ragnarok? I didn't see the picture, no. He is comically overweight. Really? I shouldn't say I shouldn't say comically overweight, but he is not like the ripped rendition of Thor that people were expecting. He he's got a bit of a dad bod. And I'm all for it. Hey, it's about damn time I get some representation <laughs> out here. <laughs> uh yeah, he I mean he's I'll put it this way. He looks better than the way that that one anime I told you about tried to portray him, but he doesn't oh, yeah. look like your tra- your traditional like ripped blonde Thor that everyone knows. I like yeah. it. I personally I personally cool. really like what they did. Yeah. Um there's all there was also some talks on the online community which also I just want to say if anyone listening doesn't care about the God of War video game which I, it might be some of you. I apologize. We're probably going to talk about this for a while. <laughs> anyway. Um, no, yeah, there were some people online talking about how, like, the, I think the creator said that this was going to be, like, the last God of War in the Norse mythology. And so people were, like, speculating where the next one would be. Mm-hmm. And, uh, the two that got brought up the most were either Egyptian mythology or Japanese mythology. Obviously, I'm a little biased on which one I would prefer, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I think either one would be. I think either one would be really cool. Yeah, either one would be cool. I I think they would probably go for Egyptian just because it's probably more. I think it's more widely known, more commonly known. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's like, more commonly known and it's probably easier to make a story with cuz I mean I don't mean to bash Japanese mythology but when you have literally a phrase referring to your 8 million gods it's yeah. hard to <laughs> condense a story into. Yeah. I think I think the problem with Japanese mythology in terms of like trying to do a video game series like the God of War franchise um, the problem is that like there's no one single condensed story, like story for the Japanese gods. There's three different like uh, I guess like, historical records of them, mm-hmm. and so like that's where it gets complicated because like one record will say one thing about a certain god, and then like a different record will say a different thing about the exact same one. It's like it's hard to know what is the more believed version, I guess you would say. Right. Well, and that's actually kind of how Egyptian mythology was. Um, Because, like, different parts of Egypt, like, they all had, like, basically the same, like, gods and premises and stuff, but, like, there's a couple different regions where they thought, like, slightly different than others. But it's still, like, I'm, like, a main, like, there's a main, uh, like, mythology behind it. 
Yeah. Well, I mean, that's the thing is like, in terms of like who the gods are, I guess, that is all like kind of commonly agreed on. The names might be different on the region or whatever, but like the god of whatever, like it's agreed that there is a god of insert blank. Mm. Um, But then, yeah, like the biggest example I can think of that like causes conflict, you could say, is um, essentially the story of Tsukuyomi, the, the god of the moon, one of the original children, like one of the three main children in Japanese mythology. He's such a bitch and so, smart. Yeah, he, he really is. <laughs> I feel bad for him. He really doesn't have like a lot of records in terms of Japanese mythology. But the big thing that gets argued is that, um, or not argued, but like debated. I don't even want to say debated. The, the, the conflicting stories are the fact that uh, he became the god of the moon because Amaterasu, the god of the sun, his sister, uh, was angry at him. Because he killed the deity of food. And the two versions of the story are that uh, Tsukiyomi went to meet the deity. And then the deity, like, the way the deity presented the food was, like, from themselves. So, like, they, like, chewed it up and, like, put it in a bowl and served it to him. But it's a kind of a complicated thing. The, the point is that Tsukiyomi was offended. And so that he personally killed the deity of food told his sister, said she said she never wanted to see him again, thus she being the goddess of the sun, made him the god of the moon. Sun and moon never see each other. It works out. Mm-hmm. Another version of the story is that Susano, the third child, actually killed the deity just because he was an asshole and killed the <laughs> deity of food and blamed his brother Sukiyomi. Amaterasu gets mad. The god and moon, it's formed. The reason why, if I remember correctly, I, I want to preface that because it's been a while since I've read these stories and studied this. If I remember correctly, the Suano, the Susano story comes from the fact that like one of the other regions didn't like the Izumo region, which is where like Susano was like the main god and like kind of viewed. He's kind of viewed the same way that Loki is viewed, where it's like. He can be good, he can be bad, he's kind of like that trickster, if you will. Uh, yeah. But has more of a positive view in the Izumo area, uh, because that was where he was believed to have lived. And this other region, they didn't like Susano, they didn't like the idea of him, and they didn't like that this area kind of like worshipped him. So they essentially just like made their own version of the story where Susano was the bad guy, so people wouldn't like him. And That's politics, that's, baby. Yeah, and then the reason why it gets all kind of convoluted is because when, uh, I forget which ruler it was, which leader it was, when he wanted to kind of like, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, I guess unionize? To to get everyone in Japan like on the same page, to kind of have this national pride, to have everyone kind of believing in the same thing and like, we're all Japanese, this is our history, kind of thing if that makes sense mm-hmm. yeah uh, when he was trying to build up the national pride um he tried to make like a collection of the mythology of like this is it but then people were still like well no we're from this area we believe it to be that like there was still kind of like backlash to it so there is a book that is technically considered to be the condensed and like 
version of like the national version of Japanese mythology. But then there's also like two other books that have survived the test of time that are like, no, these are the other tellings from the other areas. And like, that's why it gets all wishy washy and kind of confusing. Yeah. Thanks for coming. Thanks for coming to my TED talk. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just really, I'm really interested in, in Japanese mythology and I've studied this mm-hmm. a little bit. So I like, I like to talk about it, but back to mythology the is just cool in general. Yeah. It really is. But back to the video game point, that's why it would. I feel like it would be difficult to use Japanese mythology in terms of uh, making like a story game like, like the God of War series. It's just, there's just a lot going on. Yeah. I don't know. I'm pumped for whatever because those games are just at, incredible. Yeah. As, as am I. They do a very, very good job. No, yeah, mythology, mythology is awesome, and like I, I think, I think everybody should study a little bit of mythology at any point in their life. It's just so cool. It really is. It just gives you perspective. Well, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, that's what I was gonna say. I think, and I've talked to you numerous times about it. Like, a reason why it's so cool is because like you have all these different cultures trying to explain why these things happen and like they all kind of come to their own similar conclusion mm-hmm. but just like I don't know the way the story is told is slightly different yeah it's just it's just really interesting yeah. how people come up with ways to you know rationalize the world around them <laughs> yeah I mean yeah it's it's insane cause like I mean, you know, living in that time, it's hard to imagine, but like, yeah, I would imagine trying to understand how the sun works would be a little confusing. So to to just be like, yeah, there's this deity that controls it. It's like, oh, okay, I now have peace of mind. Cool. Yeah. That makes sense. (laughs) Yeah. Checks out. (laughs) So, I don't know. I, I think the cool thing to me is like, you know, obviously for big things like that, there are, you know, like almost every mythology obviously has like a god or goddess of the sun, moon, whatnot. But like mm-hmm. the little, the smaller things that get like their own kind of deities or whatever, like Kronos and stuff like that, like time, having there be a god that's like solely represents that is kind of interesting. Yeah. Yeah, just like the different like little aspects of life that maybe some other places yeah. didn't think of or you know yeah yeah i still think the coolest thing not the coolest but like the funniest thing with japanese mythology is the the kappas i guess folklore folklore. yeah (laughs) these little sea turtle monsters that will eat people mainly children if they like get kidnapped but they love a cucumber so if you have a cucumber, you can survive. Like you can give them a cucumber, and you'll be safe. Keep that thing on me. Absurd. <laughs> it's just the most absurd thing. But to the point to where, like, it, they're such a common thing. Like they're still used. Like the character is still used in like um, advertising for certain things. And like there's an actual like type of sushi that's called a kapamaki, which just essentially like a kappa, like the the 
folklore creature and then roll. And what all it literally is is just cucumber in like it's like cucumber, mayonnaise, wrapped in rice and seaweed. <laughs> but just the fact that it's like instead of calling it like a cucumber roll, they've used this folklore character that's known for loving cucumbers and it, it just immediately yeah. becomes more funny to me. That's awesome. Yeah, it's it's fun. Mythology's cool. Folklore's cool. Amen. Hey man, brother. Hey man. <laughs> I've had this like scratch in my throat for like a week now, and I was worried when I first got it, but uh, I think it was just because of dry sinuses, mm. and, like running my air running my air conditioner all night. Yeah, and uh, it like it's slowly but surely getting better, but there are still moments where like if I don't have a drink. My mouth gets dry, and I like try to swallow my saliva. And it just is excruciating pain. <laughs> so that's that, that's fun. That's what I've been dealing with. You need a humidifier, dog. I do. I really do need a humidifier, and I don't have one. And I'm kind of bummed about it. I don't have one either. If it makes you feel any better, <laughs> well, that does make me feel better. <laughs> People walking around think you got the vid, dude. I know. I was really nervous, actually, because when I woke up having these problems was when I was supposed to get my first dose of the vaccine. And I was mm-hmm. like, dude, just my freaking luck. Like, I'm going <laughs> to not necessarily ha- not necessarily have COVID, but I was like, I'm going to be sick or something where, like, they can't even give me my dose of the vaccine. Because, like, if you have a temperature here, I don't know about America, but... Yeah, if you have like any fever symptoms, like if you if you have a fever or any kind of symptoms of anything, they just don't give you the vaccine until you're you're cleared. I was like, that's gonna be just my luck. And yeah. I took my temperature, <laughs> took my temperature before I left, and I was cool. And I I just prayed that when I got to the clinic, that my temperature would be fine. And luckily, it was. So I got my first dose. But yeah, I was like, sweet. Just my freaking luck. <laughs> Did you take your temperature orally or rectally? Rectally. Rectally, of course. Of course. It's more accurate. Nothing, yeah. Nothing like starting <laughs> my morning at 8 a.m. than shoving a thermometer in <laughs> my butt. It's exactly what I did. We've all been there. It's fine. I mean, you gotta start your engine somehow, you know what I mean? <laughs> That's like the, you know, did you ever listen to Roy D. Mercer? Roy D. Mercer. Yeah. He that did like prank sounds... calls. I think so. I think, yeah, 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 yeah. You told me about him a long time ago because I had said I'd never heard of him. And you're like, dude, you have to listen to him. So I like looked up some of his Yes. Yeah. yeah. He's hilarious. He, I was listening yeah. to him the other day. He has one where he calls like this pharmacy or something he's like yeah you showed me this thermometer and my son took his temperature rectally because that's what it said to do and it broke off in there and so (laughs) you're gonna have to pay for the medical bills and and the dude's just like what the hell are you talking about (laughs) that's awesome that's great i don't know how they come up with some of the shit they do on there it's like 
I mean, it's crazy. Just really, I mean, yeah. It reminds me of, uh, I think it's, what's his name? Pat, Pat Osman? I think I was, I think that's who it is. I'm going to feel really dumb if that's not, but he, I mean, <laughs> it, it's on the similar mindset of just like, you know, comedy is one of those things that like everyone feels like they can do it just because like, you know, you have your friends, you make each other laugh. Yeah. Um, but like the people that are actually good at it, like it's just it's a whole nother level. Like yeah, you know, I mean, his quote is more of like talking about people not kind of respecting comedians because like everyone feels like they can do comedy, but it's like there's it's like it's a craft, it's a thing that you have to hone and skill and and yeah, that's what like, those people do, and and when it's done well, it's 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 insane. Yeah, like try writing an hour's worth of like stand-up or something that's funny for literally an entire hour. <laughs> like, it's, well, that's gotta be so that, hard. That's funny for complete strangers, people that you do yeah. not know at all. Yeah. You know, like, like, it's one thing to make your friend group laugh, sure, but to be able to make people that you've never met before, you don't know any, like, you don't know anything about them, to be able to make them laugh, it's, it's, it's a whole nother level. Yeah. And that's why Amy Schumer is just not funny. <laughs> See how I did that? See how I brought it all the way back to the circle, beginning yep. of the episode? <laughs> yeah. It's like you wrote uh, this whole thing out just so we could come back to that. It's almost like this has been a whole hour-long special. <laughs> Ooh, we're sorry to run off, but we're going to be back out here next Monday on the porch talking again. And if you're interested, you can come on back and join us. Have a great day.